I can't make great money online. I don't have a big audience, a big email list, a big social media following. Lies. (laughs) On today's show, I'm busting through this myth that you need a huge following to make great money online. I'm going to give you proof and talk about the truth here. What's underneath that lie and what do you really need to do with your audience if you want to make great money? Plus, of course, it wouldn't be the Limitless Mother podcast without a dash of woo. Let's take this lie out at the knees, ladies. Let's go to the show. You're listening to the Limitless Mother podcast, bringing you strategy, mindset, and a dash of woo. If you want to learn how you can balance motherhood and money-making beautifully, if you want to learn the strategy, mindset, and manifestation tips you need to do more of what lights you up, attract more ideal clients, make more money, and enjoy more time freedom, if you want to create this vision of success because you are a mother not in spite of it, then you are in the right place, my love. I'm your host, success coach, business mentor, mother, and tea drinker, Corey Javid. So join me while we explore what's possible for us as mothers and business owners when we remove the limits. Hello, hello, you beautiful limitless mothers. You, how is your week going so far? I've had a phenomenal week. Wait a minute. Do I always say that? Is it annoying? I feel like it's always true though, mainly because I just decided that my life gets to be amazing. And don't forget you get to decide that stuff too, right? Some exciting news from this week that I'm going to be celebrating on the weekend is that currently, as things stand right now as I'm recording this, and of course, it's early days, so numbers can change, but 100% of template buyers from the Limitless Mother template shop 100% return to make repeat purchases. You have no idea how happy this makes me. Why? Well, because it proves what I kind of already knew to be true. These templates are the bee's knees. (laughs) The bee's knees. Isn't that like a really like, I don't know, 1950s saying? Well, actually, as we would say here in the UK, the dog's bollocks, or maybe you might say the shizzle or the balm. (laughs) What was that? Okay, let's just sweep that one under the carpet and keep going. These um, templates aren't something I just made up to sell you. They're actual tools or ways of doing things that I use right now, every day even sometimes in my business and my clients use them all the time and love them too. So I kind of knew you ladies would love them. That's why I'm selling them. (laughs) But it was just so great to have that reflected back by those sales numbers so soon after opening the door. So that's what we're celebrating here this week. I'd love to know what you're celebrating. You know I love to celebrate along with you. Send me uh, Instagram DM and tell me what you're celebrating or if you're celebrating and you take a picture of yourself celebrating, tag me in it. I love to see what you're celebrating. So that's been our fun news this week. But let's get to the topic of today's show, which is the belief that you need a big audience or email list or social media following or podcast listenership, whatever, to make great money online. Eh, Wrong. (laughs) I was on a call uh, with a prospective client recently, and that's why I actually inspired this episode. And she said to me, but won't I need a massive audience to make that kind of money online? And I just kind of laughed and said, no, (laughs) really no. I then shared with her my audience numbers just to illustrate the fact that you can be making great money without a huge email list, social media following, or the likes. So come on, ladies, we all know that size isn't everything, right? It's what you do with what you've got. And that's what we're going to be talking about on today's show. So I want to talk to you about this, though, because... 
It is, in fact, a lie. And for almost all businesses that that's true. So the caveat here is there are a few businesses that the model of uh, that nature of business does mean that you do need a bigger audience. And we'll get into that and how you know. But I'm not going to let you off the hook with this one. Probably if you're listening, you don't have that kind of business model. Um, and so it really isn't important to have a huge audience. We're going to talk about what is important then with respect to your audience if you want to make great money easily online. You want to do that, right? Cool, me too. <laughs> well, I am doing that, so I'm going to show you how. Before we get into it, let's just talk about how you might be feeling, though, and why this even matters. Why are we even talking about this? Maybe you have five Instagram followers, or two people on your email list, you and your mum, or seven people in your Facebook group. You've probably heard that worrying about those numbers is silly. Maybe you've even heard them described as vanity metrics. But at the same time, maybe you look at some people who you deem to be successful online and they have 10,000 followers or an email list of 50,000 subscribers or whatever. And you think, ugh, why bother? It seems like too tall a mountain to climb. It could take me forever to get to those kinds of numbers. And in the meantime, I'm going to be scratching for a living, just making ends meet, just making enough to get by. Ugh. Or maybe you actually have an audience of some size and that feels kind of okay, but you aren't actually making the money you'd like to be making. So you've told yourself that it won't be possible to make that kind of money until you grow your audience. Certainly, I fell into this trap myself early on in my business. You know, you're not alone in that if that's true for you. And there's just that point, isn't there? When you start a social media account in particular or an email list for your business and you have like three followers or two subscribers and it just seems really insurmountable or you get that amazing lead magnet created that we were talking about recently on the show and the landing page ready and you actually start your email list, hurrah, but as you notice the subscribers coming in, you notice that they're kind of trickling in and you feel like, is that it? <laughs> yeah, I've been there too. Is any of this resonating with you? Well, if so, you're in luck, my friend, because I'm going to bust through this lie today, this myth, and share with you what you really need to know about your audience and making money online. Let's start, first of all, with that lie, as I think it's important to understand why we even believe that. Well, this is a lie based on fear. And in fact, all of the limiting beliefs we have, the negative stories we tell ourselves, they're pretty much all based on fear when you really dig underneath it and take a look at what's going on there. Fear underpins every single reason, I'm using air quotes, you can't see me, so you have to trust me here, <laughs> that fear underpins every single reason that we think we can't or shouldn't do something. So when we tell ourselves that we need a massive audience to make great money, what we're doing is we're giving ourselves an excuse, a reason not to believe, a reason not to maybe take action. And we let ourselves off the hook a bit. We tell ourselves, mm, that's not possible for me. And that is not the path to making great money, my friend. So why is this even a lie? You know, you might be saying, sitting there thinking, well, that all sounds great, Corey, but I'm still not convinced. I still think maybe we need a big audience. Well, let me be your proof. Because my business is not built on a huge audience. You can go and take a look at my social media accounts, my Facebook group. Um, and I can even tell you that my 
email list isn't huge. It's not massive. We're not talking about thousands or even or hundreds of thousands or millions of people. And yet I'm making what I feel is great money and I'm continually growing my income. And yes, I am growing my audience, but my money, my income, my profits are not tied to that. I could keep my audience numbers, I feel, pretty much the same and still be making more money. So I really want you to see me as the proof that you need that you can be making great money without a massive or huge audience. And I don't even want you to do that thing of saying, oh, well, that's great, Corey, but I'm just starting out and you've been doing it for a while and you do have a bigger audience than mine. No, that's not going to wash. <laughs> not accepting that excuse. That's a bit of BS, my love. Sorry. <laughs> because I started exactly where you are. And you know, because I've told you this before, that I replaced my corporate salary within three months of launching my business. I didn't have a big audience at all. It was in fact tiny at that point. Okay. And even at the point at which I doubled my corporate salary, so that was seven months in, I still didn't have a big or large or even decent size audience. It was very small. My business has not been built on huge numbers. Yours doesn't need to be too. So let me be your proof. Next, I want to talk to you about how do you even know what kind of size you're really going to need for your business? Because I did give you that caveat at the beginning that, okay, sometimes there are businesses that need more audience size in order to really scale. Let's talk about that. So it depends on your business model. Are you looking to have a few sort of one-to-one clients? Um, You know, maybe you make websites for a living? How many website clients would it take for you to be fully booked? What number is that? Get really clear on your numbers. Get clear on a money target that you would like to achieve and then reverse engineer it and think about how many clients would that really mean for me? So I'm happy to share with you that in my private coaching practice, I'm always fully booked at around 10. I say around because occasionally there's a little bit of overlap with somebody starting, somebody finishing, but at around 10 clients. For me, that's a number of clients that I can comfortably serve and have the energy and enthusiasm and time for each of them so that I can show up for each of them in a really big way. So could I fit in more clients? Yes, but I'm not going to be doing that because I value those relationships with my um, clients and I want to put more into them. So for me, that's my number. So that's my number to be fully booked. And at that level, that's a very decent income of 10 clients in my six-month coaching package, right? So I only need 10 at a time. And because my clients work with me for six months, if no one renewed, and that pretty much never happens, but if no one renewed, then the maximum number of clients that I can actually accommodate in a year is 20. Just 20. So I really don't need a big audience because I don't need a massive pool of people. I only need 20 clients. I need 20 people to say yes to me for that part of my business to be working really well. So have a think about what that looks like for your business. How many clients would it take for you to be fully booked? Okay, if you're not a service-based business and you're not doing sort of any kind of one-to-one or done-for-you work, and maybe you have a product-based business, or maybe you have more of like a membership offering, have a think about what kinds of numbers you would like to have. And 
for any of you, I would love you to think about the fact that it's far better to be building relationships with your clients that mean that they come back for more, that they keep buying. That's better than having the kind of model where you just churn people through. You're just selling widgets. You don't care if somebody just only buys one and then they pass on through. That is the kind of model where you might need a big audience and need it to be constantly growing because you're churning people through. Someone comes in, they buy something, they pop out the other side, you never see them again. Um, For me, that's not a very fulfilling sounding business model. And that's not how I've built my business. So I love to build lasting relationships with my clients. I love if somebody works with me, say in an intensive, often they then convert into a six month coaching client because they've had that insight into what it's like to work with me one to one, right? And then if somebody's a six month client with me, and they're really enjoying the great results we're getting together, then I would love them to continue working with me rather than me go and find somebody new. It's much nicer for me to be deepening those relationships. So I'd love you to think about those opportunities in your business. How can you foster that loyalty? And in last week's episode, we talked about building brand loyalty. So, but it's really relevant here because it's, it's really key to how many people you need in your audience. You don't need a massive audience if the people that buy from you or work with you love it and keep coming back. Okay, so have a think about your model. And from there, how many clients or how many products you would need to sell to hit your money goals. And then you'll see, actually, it's like in my case, 20 clients, or actually it's, I don't know, 100 products or 16 websites. What does it look like for you? When you look at that number, I bet you your audience size, whatever it is right now, won't seem so small. So the real truth about making money online in a good feeling way is that you need to get good at two things. So you might know this if you... um you might know part of this if you downloaded my Busy Mama's Guide to Success. But the two things are, number one, building relationships. So we just touched on that a bit. And number two, converting those relationships into paying clients and customers. When we sell based on relationships, it feels great. It doesn't feel salesy or gross or sleazy, right? And the more you put into and invest, you know, time-wise, energy-wise into building and nurturing those relationships with your audience, the easier it is to get them to want to buy from you because they like you, they know you, they trust you. And so when you have something for sale, they're almost biting off your hand to get it, right? So build relationships, put your effort there, less into the building your audience size. And that's where you'll reap the reward. And it will just feel more rewarding too, to you, right? Because it's wonderful when you have a really engaged audience of people who love consuming your content, buying your products, communicating with you, engaging with whatever you're doing and putting out there. That feels much better for me than, like I said, a business model where you're just churning people through. Like, hello, goodbye, hello, goodbye. Not so much fun. So the truth is, if you really want to make money online and you don't want to have to build a huge audience, you don't need to. All you need to focus on really is building those relationships, nurturing those relationships with your people. And from there, converting them will be so much easier. Sales will be easier. The money will be easier. 
So how can you put effort into building those relationships? Well, number one, you've heard me say this before, but listen, listen to your people, listen to what they're saying, hang out where they're hanging out. If they send you any kind of engagement or communication, listen to what it is that they're struggling with right now, or what do they desire? What are they looking for? And then you can change and modify what you're offering in terms of free content, in terms of paid offerings to suit them. And they will feel heard and understood, which is a really great basis for a relationship, right? Uh, The second thing is create really valuable content. Give away a ton of valuable content for free. I'm a big believer in this. I feel like I give away almost all of my best secrets for free (laughs) here on the podcast or in my social media posts or in my emails. But I do that willingly because it is a nice start to a relationship. It's a nice way of continuing to nurture a relationship and people appreciate when you're giving away really great value to them. And like I said, it builds up that know, like, and trust. So that's another great way to build a relationship. And like I said earlier, the, the other key thing there is to put the effort into nurturing those relationships. So always be thinking about what can I be doing to deepen the relationship with my existing people. So my existing people on my email list who are not clients and customers yet, And then in a different way, my existing clients and customers, how can I nurture those relationships? What can I be doing to deepen that connection? Um, So there's lots of different things you could be doing. Sometimes sharing more of you and who you are or your story or sometimes getting a bit vulnerable, but definitely being authentic um, throughout. That can be a great way of deepening the relationships. Like I said, listening, because then when you reflect back to your audience, no matter what size they are, how they're feeling and they feel heard and understood. That's amazing. So think of it from those sorts of angles. And then on a more practical note, have a think about what kind of content you're putting out. So if you're emailing your email list, are you doing it with a view to actually build a relationship or are you just kind of flinging some information that way? The same with your social media content. Are you just posting something for the sake of posting it or are you regularly posting things with the intention of building a connection, furthering relationship, deepening the relationship? So you can bring that to everything that you do. And FYI, I have a template that can help you nurture those relationships with your email list. Check it out over at corriejavid.com forward slash shop. It's actually currently the everyone loves template if you're listening in April 2019. Um, So go and get that if you want it. My clients are absolutely loving that one. The other thing that you can do is intentionally encourage engagement. So get really specific about how do I want my people to engage back with me? We talked about this on last week's show about rewarding that type of behavior that you're hoping to elicit. So my email list will tell you, and people who are on my email list, if you're listening, you know this to be true, that I often ask you questions. So hit reply and tell me something, something, something. And if you've ever hit reply, you'll know I reply back. (laughs) And that's me. That's not some uh, team member or some chat bot or something. It's me, right? And I love that. I love it when my uh, audience email me or send me DMs because it's an opportunity for us to further our connection. And that's a really great uh, feeling to have to, to be connected to your audience. So I would love to challenge you to put in double the effort into nurturing the relationships that you have with your existing audience 
even if that audience is five people right now, I want you to double the effort that you're putting in there compared to what you've been doing so far and then sit back and watch what happens. It will be so incredible. Rather than feeling like the key to creating more money is amassing more people, it's about speaking to the people you already have and listening to them. That's way more powerful. There's a great phrase. I said this to one of my clients the other day. She said it sounds rude. So apologies in advance. No innuendo intended here. Um, But it's a great phrase, which is go deep, not wide. And I'm a big believer in this. So I would much rather have a smaller, not massive audience of really engaged people who love my content and love connecting with me and love building a relationship with me than a massive unengaged um, audience. That's definitely what I would like. And just think about it, you know, think about it separately from your business for a moment. Think about your best friend. Why is your best friend your best friend? Because you've been nurturing that relationship with her for a number of years probably, right? And you have that really deep connection. And so you both get a ton of value out of that. Well, think about um, if you have a coach or a mentor and it's someone that's really great or fun to work with, think about, you know, have you been working with that person for a long time? So, for example, for me, I have been working with my coach for over 18 months now. So, and that's been in six month contract increments. And the reason why I've stuck with her is yes, because she's great, but also because I know there's so much value to be gained from deepening that relationship. I could have easily hopped off to another coach and thought, well, she's been great, but this other coach over there is good at doing this thing. And then I could have gone there for six months. And then, oh, well, that coach over there is better at doing that thing, go over there for six months. But then I wouldn't have had that consistency of connection with any one of those people. So for me, this isn't just true of my audience. This is true of lots of areas of my life that when we deepen our connection with somebody, when we invest more in that relationship over time, it pays in dividends in return, right? So my relationship with my coaching client is amazing now and we achieve things so much faster because we have that history now and that she knows me really well. And that's been true, of course, with my clients who have renewed their contracts with me and we've deepened that relationship together. We pick up speed and momentum like a wonderful snowball rolling down a hill and getting bigger and bigger and bigger because we're investing in deepening that connection. So go deep, not wide with your audience and it will pay back dividends. So let's just summarize this a little before we get to today's dash of woo. First up, I want you to know that this idea that you need a massive audience to make money is a straight up lie. (laughs) It's born of fear and that's okay, but realize it. Give that fear the elbow because it's slowing you down and it's giving you excuses to lean on. Next, I want you to think about your audience. Where is one place you'd like to really focus your efforts on nurturing those relationships? And how are you going to do that? So I wouldn't necessarily suggest starting with like all your audience in all the places because you can feel too thinly spread 
So start by focusing on one area of your audience. So is that your email list? Is it your social media following or your Facebook group or your podcast? And think about how you can be putting some significant effort into that one thing and into nurturing those relationships in that one place in a really big and impactful way. And remember, if that place that you choose is going to be your email list and you've been enjoying what you're hearing on today's show, then you're going to love the money's in the list, my email nurture sequence template over at corriejavid.com forward slash shop, because that's what my clients and I use to create exceptional email sequences, which build true and lasting relationships with our email subscribers. So go check it out. And finally, from now on, any time you're creating content, think about building that relationship because better relationships lead to better conversions aka more sales and it just feels great when you sell from that place okay ladies let's get to today's dash of woo this dash of woo is as usual something that i do or i've done myself to take the concepts that we've been talking about today and really give them that added oomph so this one involves your journal if you don't have a journal scrap a paper and a pen, doesn't really matter. Or, you know, use it as an excuse to head over to your favorite stationery shop, Mine's Paper Chase, and get yourself a fancy shiny new journal. I'm giving you that permission. (laughs) As you might already know, every morning I journal. So sometimes it's like two minutes, sometimes it's 10 minutes, it's rarely more than that. And it's really helped me to shape my thinking. And guess what? When we shape how we're thinking, we shape how we feel. And from there, how we show up for our business, for our lives, how we act and boom, (laughs) we've shaped our results. So something that I did for a lot, well, not a long while, but a while before it became true was to express gratitude for the engaged audience that I wanted as if it was already true. So I would write things like, I have a really amazing and engaged email list full of women who are soul aligned, ideal clients who read and enjoy the value I provide in my emails and regularly hit the reply and tell me what's going on with them. Every time I send out an email, I get great responses back. My email subscribers tell me they love my emails because they feel heard and understood or they feel inspired or empowered or motivated. So I would journal out things like that. And you can just go on a little riff like that, whatever feels good for you. So I'd love you to think about maybe just for the next, I don't know, five days, just two minutes in the morning, just write out as if it is already true, an expression of gratitude for your audience and the specific area of your audience that you're going to be focusing on and how you would like to feel, how you would like the reality to be in terms of how you would like your audience to be engaging back with you, how you would like to be building those relationships and be seeing that reflected in your audience's behavior. Because when you write it out, I mean, you could, of course, just copy what I just said, but really think of your own thing because when you think of it yourself, it will feel much more true to you and it will be um, easier for your brain to take it on as a belief. And you've probably heard me or at least somebody say this before, but a belief is just a thought you keep thinking. So that's why this type of dash of woo is really powerful because you are forcing yourself to think a really positive and empowering thought on a daily basis. And it is amazing when you do this sort of future gratitude practice 
And so I still do this practice every day, but for different things that I want to be true, because that that one's already true for me now. Yay. (laughs) It's amazing how fast some of them come into your reality. Some of them take a little more time. That's cool too. But some of them can come at like breakneck speed. So get ready. (laughs) So there we have it, ladies. We have busted right through this myth that you this lie even, that you need a massive audience to make great money online. It's not true. What you really need is to build relationships. And well, actually fundamental to anything, you need to believe that you can make great money online. That's the real thing that's going to underpin this. You absolutely can. You can make great money online, whoever you are, whatever your business is. It's true. So I want you to believe that for yourself and then go and take some action into building those relationships. Go and start nurturing them, limitless mothers. If you want to find out more about today's show, head over to corriejavid.com forward slash podcast forward slash big audience lie. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you so much. If you've enjoyed listening to today's show, make sure you subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher so you don't miss out on any episodes. It would make my day, possibly even my week, if you could spare a minute and leave a review over on iTunes. And because I value your time so much, each month, one lucky reviewer will win a free success coaching call with yours truly. So if you'd love for us to pinpoint and then work through that one thing that's currently standing between where you are now and where you want to be, then definitely leave a review for your chance to win. Until next time, remember, you are limitless.